0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Guys, welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money, you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, that cash flow and the prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love with those you love doing what you love. But most importantly, guys, about creating a life of impact and meaning because through the ripple effect you can create, because as you're blessed financially, you can bless more lives too. So guys, thank you so much for allowing me to create that ripple effect for you. Thank you for tuning in and binging and sharing and doing all the good stuff that you guys do. Quick reminder, go to her, you know, not only go to our website, moneyripples.com, but check out our YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. Chris, The Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. Check that out. Subscribe today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, Simple Passive simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without again, needing a ton of money. Check it out. Simplepassivecashflow.com or look up simple passive cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right guys. So I've got a special guest here that, uh, you know, that it's funny. I was actually looking through my emails. I got pitched this guy before, um, three times to be exact. And it was the third time I said yes. So third time was a charm for Bob here. Um, but it was interesting i'd even bother giving some of the people the time of day i was like ah oh, another one another one but i decided to look at this one a little bit more while i was vacationing in florida and i was like you know what this could be fun and so because i know a lot of you guys you're hoping for those strategies right the things that will get you out of the rat race now but what so few of uh, of you guys are addressing currently is also what's going on with the mindset and your emotions behind the money because that is the very thing that usually trips you up the numbers that's the easy part right it's dealing with yourself you know getting out of your own way that creates the biggest issues and that's exactly what bob wheeler's here to talk about today uh i mean he's definitely had this crusade for personal growth he's cross-pollinated his accounting practice with a new approach to personal finances his passion is to help people gain insights about you know how their emotions trigger these financial decisions so and in fact he's even got a new book that you guys should definitely check out called the money nerve navigating the emotions of money Uh, he's also got an online course called mastering the emotions of money and his podcast money you should ask so uh love that he's got a great personality and hey he's even a cfo of the world famous comedy store um he's even done ran a greek marathon i haven't done that i'm a marathoner but i haven't done all those things hike kilimanjaro uh you've got me there so hey welcome to our show bob
1: chris great to be here thanks for having me thanks for picking me third time's a
0: charm I know it's funny. I, I didn't know that until just for the show. I was like, "Oh, there's some other uh, podcast pitches that I ignored."
1: <laughs> Please like so, me, no. So good. there was something
0: special that third time around. There was something special there that I just felt like this is what we need. And, and I'll tell you, like, like I said already with the opening statement, right? Like there are so many, you know, people that say what's this coolest, latest, and greatest, you know, technique or strategy or investment, right? And especially when we talk about alternative investments like real estate investing and syndications and things like that. But, but again, you address the very, well, you really hit the nerve, right? <laughs> you, you hit that money nerve that people deal with, which is the emotions. So before we just jump right into that, uh, give us a little bit more about your background. I know you've been in accounting for, what has it been, 30 years, yeah, something like that? 30 or? years
1: now. Oh, I started yeah. when I was seven. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got an accounting practice. We do about, uh, we do about a thousand returns. I mostly work with small business, yeah. um, which was part of what led me into this crusade about money and emotions. Um, I work with the comedy store, work with a lot of people in entertainment. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, basically what happened was a lot of clients were doing the exact opposite of what seemed like sound practical advice. Mm -hmm. And I had my own financial journey because here I was as a CPA supposed to be incredibly successful and financially sabotaging left and right, um, on my own stuff. And then, so sort of taking a look at all of that and looking at entertainers and that whole starving artist thing, and Mm. you don't deserve to be paid for what you enjoy doing, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: really got me interested in the psychology uh, and impact of emotions.
0: Awesome. So what what did you discover, like, on your journey of, like, starting to really dig into this, whether it be your own clients or just in general, what, what, what have you seen? What have you noticed? Well,
1: you know, the first thing I discovered is there's a lot of shame, Mm. A lot of people don't feel that they're worthy. A lot of people think that everybody's going to find out they're a fraud, that mm. they really don't deserve the promotion or they didn't deserve this gig.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and so there was, there was really a lot of shame uh, about self-worth. And Interesting. the other piece was that everybody thought they were the only one. So <sighs> when I would do workshops and I'd bring people together, the biggest takeaway was, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm actually happy other people are stressing out about this stuff because I thought it was just me. And yeah. so, yeah. So I think those are the really two big pieces is you're not alone. And um, there's no shame in not knowing how to do things. You know, if you're trying and asking questions, as long as you keep moving forward, you're moving forward.
0: Yeah. That's interesting that the whole shame thing came up, you know, which, uh, that personal worth, right? Which yeah. that personal worth has to precede the net worth. And and I know, and maybe you've seen this too, because we get a lot of people that follow our show that, I mean, some are just starting out, some are like new entrepreneurs. Um, A lot of people here, there's a growing segment of our audience that are, uh, you know, just W2 employees, maybe they're IT managers, they're dentists, doctors, attorneys, and people like that, that they could probably use the income to cover up a lot of the shame, right? Are you seeing that same thing as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. When you've got money coming in, I don't have any issues right mm-hmm. you can just spend away and and cover up those feelings for sure i see that a lot yeah. um even in my own family people that had money issues once they started having money they were like i don't have money issues uh-huh. no you just have money in the bank and you're not dealing with them and yeah And a lot of people I know in my family, but in a lot of families, money is used to reward people. I love you. You're bad. I'm Mm -hmm. taking money away from you. You're not (laughs) going to receive my inheritance unless you behave a certain way. Right. So we use money as a measure of I'm good or I'm bad.
0: Uh Interesting. That's very interesting. And so how does that show up? Like, how would people identify to say that? OK, yeah, I probably have that issue with my money.
1: Well, you know, so I'll give an example for me. I didn't realize, even though I was aware my grandparents and my parents used money as Mm a motivator or as a measure of love or as a way of solving problems, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I'd also pick that up until uh, years later as I'm doing the work, I realized I would rather just throw money at something than sit down and solve it. Mm -hmm. And so somebody's like, this is a problem. I'm like, great, 10,000 bucks, make it go away. Yeah. Instead of actually sitting down and, and talking it through and maybe not spending the $10,000 uh-huh. and actually dealing with the uncomfort, um, the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us are not used to having difficult conversations and we're not trained to have difficult conversations. And so uh, for me, I just use money as a way to solve things. Quick fix, easy. Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, I'm feeling depressed. Let me go spend some money. Uh, I'm not feeling loved. Let me go out and buy a bunch of presents for friends. They'll all tell me they love me. Right. Um, I'll pick up the tab at dinner. So everybody knows I am generous and benevolent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. all these little mm-hmm. subtle ways where we try to present or position ourselves so that we can gain favor with those around us.
0: Essentially you brought that up. Cause I, I, I know somebody who was a, a great, you know, business leader and, uh, you know, he had a large team. He was more in network marketing, right? But he was really successful. And he was making millions a year doing that thing. And uh, he would go out to dinner. And of course, he would say, hey, dinner on me, everybody, I'm paying for everybody, right? And just, and pretty soon, they all picked up on that. And pretty soon, they had all these leeches just kind of right. mooching off of him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he felt dissatisfied. But he want, all he wanted was accolades. He wanted people to tell him how great he was and how right. loved he was, essentially, right? And so, he would use that as example. And the sad thing is that he made millions, yet kept nothing, Right. I mean, he ended up broke eventually.
1: Absolutely. And I know a lot of wealthy people that will keep giving the money away Mm -hmm. so that they don't feel guilty about all the money they have. Uh huh. Or to make sure that do you love me for me or for my money? Because, Mm. you know, I have, you know, friends that are in the public eye and man, people come at them and they start to wonder, are you just trying to get an angle or do Uh you actually really have a do we have a connection?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. What, what, what are other symptoms you see that pops up that might affect people's decisions to, that might hinder them from creating more wealth?
1: So a lot of people, if they either feel they don't deserve it uh, or are unworthy, they may turn down promotions. They may not take risk. Uh, mm-hmm. They might withhold, they'll hold back. And I've seen this with people where uh, they were somebody was promoted, asked to step up into leadership, met a lot more mm-hmm. money. Uh, but it meant some sp- pe- public speaking.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so they weren't comfortable. So they just got another job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. they're just
1: like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And mm-hmm. and so I think there's a lot of people that will find all the excuses and not push through the fear. And really, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that people that are successful aren't having some fear. It's yeah. that they push through the fear.
0: Right. Because a lot of people just avoid the pain. They'll use pain avoidance to just avoid
1: the pain, avoid and- the
0: pain. Take the half of least resistance and voila, you know, they've got a good, cushy, ordinary life, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. Well, you know, and I think we don't say enough, or at least I never got the message Mm -hmm. that when you step up and when you get successful, um, not everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to be happy for you. Uh, Do it anyway, right? So I thought, (laughs) oh, if I step up, people will either love me um, or if they're not going to love me, then I don't want to step up. And step up anyway and learn to tolerate whatever comes at you and and go for what's important to you instead of actually letting everybody else dictate how you're going to live your life.
0: You know, I know, especially the kind of the whole cancel culture thing we've got going on right now. I mean, more and more, it's actually really frowned upon to have wealth, right. To yeah. show and especially show any wealth, right. Yeah. But it, it's almost like you're, you're evil for having money, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I've seen that become more and more the case. And I even heard my clients say, you know, Chris, like I don't want people to know how much I make. I don't want to be a target. You know, what do you say to them?
1: Well, absolutely, I agree that that's going on. I think there's a couple different things. I think there are people that want to be rich and mm-hmm. flashy and look how rich I am, look how yeah. successful, and you and I need you to know this about me. And then there are other people that have wealth. They mm-hmm. quietly build their money. They make investments, and they take care of the things they want. Um, but we're in this paradox because. People come to me and say, I want to be a millionaire. What do you think of millionaires? They suck. Right. So we want to be the people that we despise. And so until we can learn to see that it's actually not a bad thing, you Mm -hmm. can be of service when you have money, you can actually help other people and you can do these things. But what is the reason that I'm doing it for? What is my, you know, what's the purpose of my goal? If the purpose Mm -hmm. is I want to be famous and everybody loves me and thinks I'm special, it's going to be pretty shallow existence more than likely. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's great to have wealth. I don't think it's so great to like let everybody know it. Um, yeah. I think discretion is is an awesome thing mm-hmm. in, in that way because it really doesn't need to, unless it's what you want and you want everybody to know it, mm-hmm. um, just do it quietly. You yeah. can have amazing impact, but you don't need to like, look at me. You just yeah. go out and
0: do it. It's funny because I remember in the early 2000s when I was in my 20s, right? You know, my mid to late 20s. You know, at first it was all about the ego. I, I, one thing I kind of developed as a as a uh, mantra is that money is a magnifier of the soul. It just makes yeah. you more of who you already were, right? Absolutely. So, of course, somebody who was very uh, insecure about my own worth, right? I was insecure about what kind of worth I really brought to the table and everything else, and had to show it. You know, I remember the first time I was looking for a really nice house. I wanted it to be flashy so that people would would be in awe, right? right? Yeah, it didn't matter if if the payment was a little bit higher than I was comfortable with because hey, I could put people in awe right? right, And That's uh, right. look how amazing I am. And then of course, when the recession hit, you know, it's like the, the stupidity of my twenties caught out to me in my thirties, right? And the recession hit, and I found myself over a million in debt, you know, in the whole, especially with with uh, real estate, tanking and everything else. Now I'm finding myself upside down. You know, I'm now right. an upside down millionaire instead of an actual millionaire, right? And and I remember that just crushed me, you know? And then once you took all the stuff away, it was interesting because once I had that non-attachment to stuff, then I had to really address the issue, which was, who am I? Am I worth anything, even though I don't have the stuff to prove it? And that, that was a process. That was not easy.
1: It's a little painful. And I think for most people, that's a really powerful question is who, I, who am I without my money? Yeah. Um, and do I have value? Um, because especially in this culture... And I know for me, I was taught I am my accomplishments. So, mm-hmm. man, I better go out and accomplish. And, uh-huh. and even when I accomplish, I don't get to relax because there's 10 people that could do it faster or beat me to the next project. And so I never got to really stop and say, wow, that feels really good. I'm like, oh, I got to get to the next thing. Got to get to the next thing. Got to have more accomplishments. Got to be mm-hmm. super interesting. Got to be very, and, and it's, it's not a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think we, our culture has perpetuated that for a lot of us.
0: I agree. I definitely agree. So what do you feel is like a good first step for people to really get real with this and and find out what these emotions are, these triggers?
1: Yeah, so what I always tell people is to start journaling. Start journaling Mm. about childhood memories. Start writing about what your parents, your grandparents, if you grew up in a religious organization, if you came from a certain cultural background, just write down things you remember. Oh, people, you know, my tribe says this, my grandparents said this, or what they didn't say. And just start noting all these things. And remember when you were a kid kid, and you said, Hey, I want a bicycle. Did your parents say you're greedy or did they tell you we can't have that today, but let's save for it or no, you don't, you're undeserving. Like, what are the different messages in all of those money exchanges as a kid? We'll start to give you really powerful information because when we're four or five, six, and seven, we are taking in information as if it's the truth and then we're making vows and contracts with ourselves that we carry into adulthood that do not serve us in our twenties, thirties, and forties, mm-hmm. and fifties, but we're holding on to them.
0: We sure are. And if they don't get addressed, they'll, well, we'll never get addressed, right? they will never get addressed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
1: journaling is a great way to just get in
0: there. Yeah, I agree. That's great. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what I had to do too. There's a lot of like soul searching and things I had to address and. And I remember I even had somebody tell me, like, listen, Chris, if you don't forgive yourself and let go of past mistakes, you'll never move forward. You're actually hindering your ability to create millions because you're stuck in regret from the past, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I remember I was in a workshop and this guy came up and, and, you know, people were struggling with this and that. And he said, Mm -hmm. listen, I'm just going to tell you, you may not like me, but I'm going to tell you, you're exactly where you want to be. Mm -hmm. because if you weren't, you'd do something different. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you? I do want something different, but I wasn't doing anything different.
0: That's right. It wasn't painful enough or the reward wasn't wasn't big enough enough. for you to make the change, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this is awesome. And so obviously if people, now I'll tell you, everybody listening to this right now, like if you say, I don't need this stuff, I'm good. I want you to check yourself and just ask and ask, honestly, say, am I trying to avoid something right now? Like, is there something I'm not addressing that I'm just trying to allow that discomfort to, you know, go, go away, right? Just take the easier path or something you should do. So if you're saying, Hey, I don't need this at all. I'm good. You might want to question that again, especially if you've got a lot of money coming in, you might want to really question that because you have to ask yourself who you are without that money. Right. And then secondly is, if you say this does resonate with you, then Dan gum it, you know, get the book. Right. So, um, so obviously the book, you know, like we just talked about before, is The Money Nerve, Navigating the Emotions of Money. Uh, where's the best place people can pick this book up?
1: Uh, the, you get the book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't remember that, just go to The Money Nerve.
0: Mm.
1: Nerve, not nerd. Uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd. But uh, themoneynerve.com, that's got the, uh, it's got information on the book. It's got workshops. Uh, it's got the online course. talks about the podcast. And we also do a money and vision group that meets every other week that's open to the public um, awesome. pre-interview. So we, we're just trying to have these conversations.
0: Great. Awesome. And what's the best way they can follow you? Like, would they go to the moneynerve.com to get all that stuff or would you recommend yeah, another the,
1: um, the money ner- um, at the money nerve and mm-hmm. that takes you to Instagram and all the social media stuff. And, uh, yeah, just check us out and, uh, or email us a question and we'll hook you up.
0: Sounds great. Well, I appreciate your time, Bob. This is really good stuff. And, and again, I don't think I could stress how important these emotions really are because this could be the very thing that's keeping you away from millions in your life, from that freedom that you could be enjoying, but you're not. And so again, really appreciate your time, Bob. And everybody else, thank you for joining us today. Remember, it's not just about listening to these words, but doing something about it. So don't be a hero only, but be a doer as well. Go and make a wonderful and prosperous week. See you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.